Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created Sensitive Collective to be a space where empaths and sensitives can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journey. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more of us empaths and sensitives waking up to our nature every single day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform both you and the entire world. And it's why we're here. So join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy. Hi y'all, it's me, Laura Ann, your host and healing mentor. And today I wanted to, before we dive into this episode, invite you to book a free discovery call with me. Through my own transformative healing and empowerment journey as an empath and sensitive and through the work that I've done over the years with my clients, what I know to be true is there are some really key areas of um, symptom struggles, dis-ease, discomfort, um, these kind of beacons of truth and information that our mind, body, and spirit are presenting to us as an invitation to make a shift because certain ways of showing up that used to serve us aren't serving us anymore. And in order for us to thrive in our life and in our relationships, there needs to be a change. That is the work that I do with my clients. That is the work that I do to support you in this community. And there's many different ways that I do that work. But the key areas that we really need support around that show up um, and just cause a lot of suffering in our lives until we start to get those internal shifts, feeling overwhelmed in relationships, having chronic health issues, sometimes mystery illness even coming up, feeling really disconnected and needing to further self-isolate more and more in order to you know, feel protected and have the energy that, that we need to do all the things that we need to do. Self-doubt really ruling us. So that's your inner critic. That's um, you know, not trusting your own intuition and your own inner knowing and always just being riddled with self-doubt and a lack of confidence comes from that too, of course. And then not being able to speak your truth, really muting your truth, your needs, your understanding to sacrifice that for other people. That can be not knowing how to say no. That can be the hamster wheel that is people-pleasing, right? There are different ways that not speaking your truth can show up. And here's the thing. These five areas, they're interconnected, just like mind, body, and spirit are. And they all um, influence and impact each other. And they're all just information. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not crazy. You don't need to be fixed. You are simply operating within a framework, within patterns that used to work and that are no longer working for you. So my invitation is for you to book a free discovery call with me so we can get an understanding and some clarity around what needs to happen. What is the best next aligned step to help you move out of these old patterns that aren't serving you anymore and start to really thrive in your life and in relationships. Now, as you know, sensitivity is not a dirty word on the Sensitive Collective podcast. In fact, sensitivity is a superpower. And that is a theme that runs through all of the work that I do. It's really turning back into yourself to realize the power that is you, the sensitivity that you can nurture and learn to navigate and rather than it feeling like a curse, becomes your greatest ally. 
and your greatest co-creative power. So in a nutshell, that's what I wanted to share with y'all today. Um, no matter what happens from this discovery call, I, I know that it is sending a beacon out into the universe to say that you're ready for change and that you're here to do the work. And I'm so, so proud of you for all the work you've already done. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I'll link all the information you need in the show notes. And I really look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level, sending you so much love and so much light. Welcome, my loves, to another episode here of the Sensitive Collective Podcast, and it is my honor and privilege to introduce you today to Ulrika Carlson, spiritual teacher, yoga therapist, international author, feminine leadership coach, and soul realignment practitioner. Welcome to the Sensitive Collective Podcast, Ulrika. And we mentioned when we were getting started, um... I would love if you could share just about your name and that was just such a beautiful share on your part. Thank you. And first, thank you for having me here and thank you also you who's tuning in and listening. So yes, uh, Ulrika is my given name. That's my birth name and Ulis is my nickname and I've used the name Ulis as long as I can remember. But um, Ulrika is an old queen's name here in Sweden that I'm from, and it means the magnificent. So I guess my whole journey <laughs> in this lifetime has been to come to the acknowledgement of my name, that I can carry my name and, you know, feel that I own it. So it means magnificent. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. Your name itself, that that story and that journey that it is rooted within as well. And I think too, just the reflection that that story has with, with everyone and sort of why we're here. I think it highlights really, and this has been such a theme that's been coming up lately. Um, it's about remembering, it's about ownership and empowerment and coming back to the truest essence of ourselves as we, as we go through our life experience here on earth. For sure, um, both individually and collectively, I totally agree. We we are in in turbulent times, and these times are ignited, you know, by a higher intelligence, uh, like the collective, the collective soul, for us to remember who we are. And instead of, you know, believing the illusion down here in Matrix, so I totally agree. Uh, like the whole life journey is for each and one of us to become the best version of ourselves most aligned with who we truly are on a soul level and so my journey has been a lot about that because uh, when I <laughs> when I started I was a lot in my head in my head space I was depressed I was suicidal I was not aligned and not connected to who I am and on a soul level so I guess all the journeys that we do, you know, our individual paths, also that we contribute to the collective consciousness is to be more of who we truly are, regardless of how the path looks like or what we do to come there. But I think that's the aim. That's the, uh, like the title of my newest book, uh, The Sacred Soul, A Divine Evolution Through Time and Space. So it's about mm -hmm. the evolution of the soul. That is so beautiful, the evolution of the soul there. And thank you for sharing some of your own struggles in your story. I, I relate. I know a lot of our listeners do as well, um, you know, struggling with depression and anxiety and um, all forms of dis-ease within our mental, emotional, physical form um, is just a, a symptom of a greater disconnect and issue um, that is just so pervasive around the world and there's a reason there's a, a kind of an epidemic of that um, and and so you know if you're out there and you're going through that experience for yourself just not to minimize your experience but just to remind you that you're not alone and that there are ways to move through and move out of that um Ulrika, exactly I, yeah, I, I'm so drawn to and would love for you to expand on um, 
the concept of a collective soul or the soul collective or the collective consciousness. Um, if you could just dive into a little more depth of detail around that. Thank you. So uh, I'm actually sitting right now and writing the second edition of my one of my book called Holy Fuck and Sacred Water, The Secret <laughs> Connections to Everything. That's a great title. And, yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the working name is holy fuck so <laughs> so uh it's like it is like uh it's going to be a quite long answer to this question so just please bear with me there there is a red thread <laughs> in the feminine way <laughs> so uh each and one of us we are like radio stations like unique radio station with our unique frequency some of us are playing rock and roll, others are playing, you know, more silent music, and some people are playing, I don't know, heavy metal or whatever. So we all have different kind of frequencies that we are always transmitting from. And here is the thing that we are transmitting from our 95% unconscious and subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So this means that we have access to 5% of consciousness and we are programmed in 95% of our unconscious or subconscious mind. And this is where most of us, we believe that we make conscious choices, right? So everything that we are, the sum of all the lifetimes that we've ever had, I'm a yogi, so I believe in reincarnation, that energy never dies, just takes different shapes and form. So over time, we have been through a lot of life lessons and the lessons have been a bit differently in each lifetime that we have chosen. And each lifetime is for us to evolve as souls. So, but as we are different kind of radio stations and we are transmitting and we are also receiving all the time. So it's not that we are only transmitting because energy goes both ways, right? So we are also receiving all the time. So we are like huge antennas, each and one of us. But if I have a very, very low state of consciousness, example, poor low states of consciousness is fear-based, uh, lack and scarcity perspectives, which we have like, you know, on a global scale. Mm -hmm. If you also look through throughout the history, we have been in a very low state of consciousness with a lot of greed, manipulation, power over, coercion, et cetera, et cetera. So these are very, very low states of consciousness. And if I, as an individual, as a sentient being, if I haven't cleared out my karma, my inner shit, my luggage from previous lifetime and this lifetime, then this is what I'm transmitting out there into the collective consciousness, right? So each and one of us that actually do their inner work, heal our inner wounds, our inner traumas, uh, take care of our suppressed emotions and we all have them here in the western world uh, so when we heal we get access it's like we are unwinding the unconsciousness that is stored within our bodies in our cells in our dna so the more i heal the more access i have to more than five percent of consciousness mm -hmm. And this means that I am transmitting from high states of consciousness into the collective consciousness. So each and one of us that does this journey from being, you know, uh, deceased, not at ease, whether it's in a relationship or if it's your health or whatever it is, you know, like the word depressed can actually also be looked upon as deep rest, a deep rest for body, mind and soul. That means that there's a space, maybe you're a plant that has been planted, a seed that has been planted so you can grow into something new. But for most of us, we are living our lives by these 95% of unconscious programs. And we can see it very clearly in these past two and a half years, uh, a lot of fear-based perspective, a lot of, you know, manipulation, greed, et cetera, et cetera. So these are the programs down here in Matrix and when we follow that, we contribute to this low states, the density uh, of these frequencies. Like fear is one of the lowest densities, right? 
So each and one of us that do the inner work and we heal ourselves and we contribute also in, you know, not only helping myself, but also aiding and guiding others with tools and, you know, insights for them to grow. We are contributing to the collective consciousness and we are moving back into this paradigm is about moving back into our original divine state of being because our souls are this is also what i'm writing about in in the book uh, the sacred soul of divine evolution through time and space because when we incarnated here first we had high frequency we were you know free energy free spirit with a very high 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 states of consciousness in these bodies but then over time we all made negative choices that made us as a collective fall down in frequency into the third dimensional like into matrix so what we are seeing now is that we are all facing different challenges individual and also collective as an opportunity we can use these challenges as you know and transform them so they become disguised gifts gifts and we can use it as a trampoline to jump off from, to clear ourselves, and then to raise our own consciousness, and therefore also contributing to the collective consciousness and the state of the world, the way we look upon it today. Really beautifully explained. I love, I love so many of your analogies and examples. Thank you so much. I think um, just a few things that stand out. You know, one is just really. Um, acknowledging how when we're kind of in that autopilot mode how um small of an amount of our consciousness we're actually accessing and that so much of our unconscious programming of whatever white noise is on in the background is actually in charge of you know steering the boat as it were um and creating our own reality and and that 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 back and forth, as you said, energy goes both ways. So the transmitting and the receiving of that. Um, and then just talking, I love I love it when folks talk about um, energy as density and the high level level, because I think especially for folks just getting into learning about energy, it can there can still be a value judgment that gets attached to the different levels of energy and so that can actually end up being a kind of a catch 22 because wanting to get into the the higher or quote unquote good levels of energy then there's a sense of shame or guilt when you are in a denser space so just a reminder that you know energy is energy and we all have cycles <laughs> we go we we have you know flux with with density within ourselves um but that that empowering perspective that now we have these opportunities when when we start to really take ownership of our energy and acknowledge these truths of the way things work, then as um, struggles, challenges, obstacles, things come into our path, rather than seeing them with those kind of that language I was just using, right, of that kind of negative value judgment to flip that and recognize, oh, it's actually a trampoline <laughs> that I can, that's a gift for me to utilize to work through some of my own karma so that I can springboard off of that into a higher, lighter um, level of consciousness. And um, there was another thread, I think I lost it. Um, but that empowerment piece is so important uh, because it really, oh, this is this is the other thing. It really is, and and I think you touched on this. I'd love to hear your perspective, right? That there's this momentum building, that kind of timelines are collapsing. I feel like more and more people are waking up to their soul's purpose. And that there's this sense of so many people that I speak with and within um, the community of empaths and sensitives, especially, who are having this this realization and this spiritual awakening that i'm meant for something more i'm a part of something greater and and that is the healing journey for yourself the empowerment journey for yourself with the understanding that it's not just about me 
that as I heal and transcend into higher levels of consciousness, I'm actually affecting the frequency of the collective consciousness as well. For sure. And so this, um, like we are multidimensional beings. So there's so many uh, multidimensional aspects to what we are talking about, but also my experience uh, when I work with this is also that there's so many of us, we want to wake up, we want to, we want to change, we want to have change, but we don't want to do the change, right? So there's so many of us. scary. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it's also like, you know, like, today I'm choosing this suit and tomorrow, oh no, this suit is, it feels small, it feels cramped, I want to have a new suit. So we can, because we are, you know, divine creators as souls, we are pixels from divine source, each and one of us, we are like the pixels from source for it to be able to experience itself. So we have this free will, but most of us, we are giving away our vital life force energy. We're giving our energy away to outer authorities and governments mm -hmm. and religions and systems and whatever, because this is the way that we have been taught for, you know, thousands and thousands of years to give our energy away. And what, what I experience is that many people want to have different results, but they don't want to change or they want to change just little enough and there's not so many that really want to dive deep and, you know, really dig into it. Because I think also, as you said, uh, I'm an intuitive empath myself. And I think we are like 20% of the world's population. So 20% of the world's population are empaths. And my, <laughs> my own experience and interpretation is that it, it are the empaths that are especially interested in really diving deep into themselves because we have other, we all have our different mission mm -hmm. here uh, in this planet. And if we reflect upon that, you know, a long, long, long time ago, the empaths uh, when we were living in caves were those who could sense some kind of danger, like a perceived danger is coming, there's a a tiger coming here or you know there will be a storm or a, a, another tribe is coming you know for our food so the gifts to the community then was to warn them that you know with their senses and their highly sensitive abilities to sense okay we have to move for for the survival of, of you know of our tribe and during that time, each and one of us also have had our own assignment. Somebody was looking at for the fire and somebody was out hunting. But nowadays, in these times, you know, like I've been shouting now for three years, like, hey, you know, take a look at this perspective. Listen to this. It's not all what you see, you know, on television, TV. Uh, and, you know, if you're looking in one perspective, in one angle, we know that the circle has 360 degrees. So if you are looking in only one angle, then you're missing out on the other 359. Mm -hmm. But people have not been listening because they don't want to listen. They want to feel, you know, because it's uncomfortable. We know that growth occurs on outside of the comfort zone, right? So we want to grow and have the different result, but we don't want to leave our comfort zone. And there's so many people also doing only sort of what I call it like a mental spirituality, mm. you know, like a mental spirituality is like doing a spiritual bypass. Uh, and this is not for me sustainable because it's not anchored within who you are because in your body your body is designed as the temple for your soul like your beautiful and sacred soul resides partly within your body and if you don't you know explore these 95 percent of of stored unconscious programs then you can't have access to to the light when you have transformed it so that's like a mental spirituality, which is not embodied. I am talking about the embodied wisdom, which is also something different from mental knowledge or a theoretical knowledge. Yeah. And all of us, we have it deep inside of us. 
we all have it, but there are so many of us. So we keep ourselves distracted. We keep ourselves numb and everything that you can use, you can also abuse. You can use and abuse medications, drugs, sex, work, you know, food, whatever. So there's so many of us that are also on the path that we want to wake up, but we don't want to do the work. So it's like this inner communication between the ego which want to keep us you know in our comfort zone and then the soul and the soul's mission is for us to grow and evolve not to keep us safe yeah or for survival but the soul if we trust to follow the soul it is safe even though that we are facing all these fears that are stored within us so for me i really think that it's so important also that the, the change is embodied that there you know that there's because also we are talking as a yogi we are talking so much you know we want to be in the ascending flow we want to have we want to climb on our career ladders we want to rise in energy we want to be enlightened and this is all you know the ascending flow going upwards towards the universe and this is the masculine flow but if I'm too much in the masculine flow and this desire of being you know just in this mental spirituality or you know different different dimension then the energy is leaving the body the chakras so the yoga that i've developed is also emphasizing on you know the descending flow and the merge the holy fuck of the, the <laughs> masculine and the feminine and they meet in the heart and the more we are in our hearts which most of us are not mm. the, more we, the more the more we are in our heart the higher frequency we transmit and receive yeah. and actually this is so exciting like the year 2020 was actually the year of the heart in numerologically speaking so we had the opportunity to rise in love but most of us <laughs> we descended into fears right we fell into fears and we couldn't have fell into fears if we still had fears residing within each and one of us mm. so we had the opportunity the universe gave us perfect examples of opportunities to be more conscious to reclaim your power back Instead, most of us, we fell into fears and lack perspectives and scarcity and separation and disconnection. And now we are in the year of 2023, and that is the year seven, which is all about spirituality, to reconnect to who you are on a soul level. And that means that there will be a lot of disclosure individually and collectively on what is going on a lot of things is coming to the surface only for you to have the choice as a free soul to choose do you want to stay in your comfort zone and in your ego and in these dense energies and fear-based programs in matrix or do you want to elevate yeah and when i say elevate Again, it's not only in the ascending flow, moving upwards. We need to connect it with the descending flow, coming into our bodies, reconnect with Mother Earth, because if we are connected to Mother Earth, we would never treat her the way we do. We oh, would yeah. never harm her. We would never kill or rape her children. We will never start wars. We will never pollute her lakes, her oceans. And this is just because there's a glitch. You are disconnected from from Gaia, from our bodies. And we are all natural beings. We come from the nature. Everything we see in nature, we have it inside. All the elements we see out there, we also have inside of us. But when we have this disconnection and this separation, which these two past three years have increased this separation, this gap. So it's like a downward going spiral, you know, where we can choose to use our inner shit, you know, the karma, the traumas, unresolved emotions, everything. So we can use our inner shit as manure, a fertilizer for growth, or we can stay put in the shit. <laughs> yeah, 
I love that. I love that analogy so much. Um, it's one, one that resonates in one of my uh, yoga mentors. Her terminology for that is that that shit that you use to help you grow. It's your mulched wisdom, right? That comes through those experiences of, of trauma and karma and struggle, etc. Um, a few things. So one, when you're talking about the circle and you know the 360 degrees and only seeing the 359 if you're looking in one direction to me what comes to mind as well is just and and just talking about perspective shifts right and and some of those empowered ideas of choice and that we we think we know but maybe we don't um is looking at a circle and knowing this is a circle I'm looking at a circle, I'm looking straight on. I can see that it's a circle. I would bet a million dollars that this is a circle. And then you shift perspective to the other side and it's actually a tube. And you're looking down the center of a tube, but you just couldn't see it three-dimensionally, right? Exactly. And so that's it's a very similar, we're talking 3D, 5D, we're talking a shift in perspective and like understanding. Um, it's I would have sworn to you two moments ago that it was a circle and now my mind is blown because I've shifted my perspective and I see no, actually it's a tube, um, exactly. it's a cylinder. And so exactly. that, that shift in perspective, there's so much opportunity um, for, as you were saying too, that like taking ownership of choice and acknowledging that uh, that sort of let me let me be curious let me explore let me turn inward and 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 i think there's something here it's interesting different language and terminology in the spiritual world we speak of the dark night of the soul which is really your it's, it's a part of your spiritual awakening it's a part of your soul shaking you to say hello <laughs> there's a, there's a tiger coming right <laughs> like, exactly you wake up wake up wake up and in you know i myself i'm you, you you speak to the ways that we numb and i think it's very common for empaths and sensitives to to really fall into those those numbing dissociative um addictive patterns not and behaviors and not only empaths like take a whole look at the, the you know the world population yeah. how we are living our lives yeah absolutely and so um there's uh that that concept in the world of recovery um of rock bottom and i think one of the things that i love so much about the sober curious movement and and a lot of um the younger generations coming up it's redefining that and that rock bottom doesn't have to look like the absolute lowest of the low that rock bottom can actually for someone be this just isn't the life that I want. And it doesn't have to look like the worst possible situation. It can just be a misaligned one. And so it's an invitation to really connect with your truth. And as you say, connect with your heart and just create a little bit of space to listen, um, to create a little bit of space for ourselves to invite some inquiry outside of distraction, outside of numbing, because I promise you when you do, the truth is just right there. And so often we're running from it because I know I'm definitely have a history of doing this, where I would run from that because in really sitting with and facing my truth and the misalignment that I was experiencing in whatever chapter or season of my life, and there are echoes of this still now, and and constant recalibration, right? In acknowledging that and really seeing it and owning it, well, then I have to change. <laughs> exactly, and that's and what that, we call. That's, that's what we call. Yeah, and and in in the book, holy fuck, that's what we call radical responsibility because yeah. it comes to one point when you realize that shit. You know, I live the life as a result of all my choices, consciously or unconsciously. And either I can choose, you know, for the same results, which means that I'm going to continue to do what I always have been, or I can take radical responsibility and start to see, okay, well, I've met many challenging 
people, you know, along my path, disguised teachers, disguised gifts. And it's not your husband's fault. It's not your parents' fault. It's not the church. It's not your boss's fault. You come to this conclusion, okay, so I brought this on myself. Like I was depressed. I was suicidal. I had sleeping disorders, panic attacks. And the, the more I did, the more I was in the masculine energy of doing, the less I slept. Mm-hmm. So uh, my first book is uh, is called 2.47am, The Journey Home to My Heart. And that's my autobiography where I also describe that I came to that point when I realized that I cannot blame somebody else out there. And I cannot even, you know, wait for somebody out there because this is also a strategy. Uh, what you were saying that we are many of us we are escaping and we truly are we are escaping from things and bless you (laughs) thank you and and buddha the enlightened one he discovered this secret what causes suffering to human beings and what causes suffering are basically two principles the first one is cravings like cravings oh I crave for more money yeah like my precious <laughs> I crave for more money more power I crave for new kitchen renovations I crave for new boobs I crave for new you know you just fill in the blanks so we have these cravings because then we are never satisfied because we always want something else so we are always running around in the hamster wheel you know looking out here searching for the wrong things in the wrong places so that's one thing that causes the suffering and the other thing is aversions meaning running away aversions from hard feelings aversions from growth aversions from uh, unpleasant situations aversions from resigning on that job even though if you hate your job aversions to this and that and this aversion also separation you chose this I chose this this huge gap in separation that we have seen for the past three years so this is what causes suffering the the cravings and then the aversions and most of us because these are in the 95 percent of our unconscious mind so then we are moving back and forth from the cravings to the aversions which means that we are never truly here yeah and the the beautiful alchemy of that or the um pendulum yeah is when you can find that that center and there's still movement but it's less drastic you're not going from one extreme to the other you're actually able to find that balance in between exactly and also i both in sweden and i know in your country people tend to work a lot we have the expression of workaholics which is seen and promoted as something good it's a socially acceptable addiction addiction (laughs) i know but what it really is is a severe disconnection in the root chakra so workaholics and all the other things that we distract and numb ourselves with are deep deep disconnections in our root chakra meaning that we are not in our bodies, we are not connected to this beautiful planet. And that's why we uphold the energy of treating ourselves, others, and this beautiful planet the way we do. Yeah, there's a couple of things. So one, I, I really wanna highlight, I know it's come up a few times, but just the importance of, of grounding and of working with our lower chakras. And I think, again, this is a really great opportunity to, to knock that concept of value judgment out of the window when we're talking about higher and lower, we have higher and lower chakras. They are all equally as valuable and essential and they build on one another. You don't think the foundation of a building is bad just because it's at a lower level than the roof, right? It's it's they're exactly. all working in symbiosis together. Exactly. And so that's why it's 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 always in you're speaking about embodiment and and really coming in and integrating and and not just being in the head. And there's so much here, and you you touched on it a little bit, but there's this thread, this unnamed thread kind of coming through um, the the root of so much of what we're talking about um, is the masculine and the feminine, divine masculine, divine feminine energies. And 
uh, the imbalance between the two. And even, even again, you know, it's a very layered, complex subject, but if you think about it too, it's, it's not just the imbalance between masculine and feminine together, but it's the imbalance in the masculine between the healed and the wounded masculine and the imbalance in the feminine between the healed and the wounded feminine. And I know that's an area that um, of expertise for you. And I, I was hoping you could expand on that for us. Yes, I love that. I can talk about this for hours and hours. You, you're <laughs> correct. So I call them, I call them unconscious, the unconscious, the immature masculine and the unconscious, the immature feminine. And these energies, the unconscious feminine and the unconscious masculine, it was has been in you know our societies for thousands of years and one example of the immature feminine the unconscious feminine is for instance manipulation so that is a very unconscious and immature feminine essence and you just you know take a look at a, at a mainstream media and you can see it everywhere you can see it yeah. in politics you can see it in your own life where in your life do you manipulate yourself or others yeah, yeah. so we see it and these are also low densities low frequencies that we have lived by for thousands of years and that's why you know me as an individual you as an individual we have transmitted it into the collective consciousness and contributed to these low states of unconscious feminine and then an example of unconscious masculine is the doing like being the workaholic wow good for you you are so productive and effective and you a lot of money and oh wow you know and you work a lot and people applaud you that is a very you know expression of the unconscious the immature masculine the doing always moving always being over analytical, this problem solving, because we cannot solve the problems that we see in the world with our same minds that we have created it in the first place. Yes. So, so all these things are expressions of the immature slash unconscious feminine essence and the unconscious immature essences of the masculine. And we all have them regardless of gender. We all have yin and yang. And these polarities, as you say, are a necessity. They complement and balance each other. But the divine feminine and the divine masculine, the, the conscious feminine and the conscious masculine have consciously been suppressed by the few over the many for thousands of years. Because if we all were to be sovereign and divine and sacred, who would you know, make money upon us. Yeah. Uh, so one expression of the conscious feminine, the divine feminine is, for instance, compassion. And just take a look at these past three years. How much compassion did we show people who chose differently than you did? Yeah. Right. And another of the sacred conscious feminine expressions are unconditional love. And we don't have unconditional love. We have conditioned love. We have the love that we see uh, in, in modern times are like a bargain, you know, for, for, as a bargaining of a cattle. Okay, you get two cows and then, you know, if you say you love me, then I say I love you. If I eat the food, then I will get dessert. If I behave myself, then I will get this. So it's always conditions, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the conscious, the sacred feminine is unconditional love, is mm -hmm. to love yourself and other regardless how they look like, if they're yeah. overweight, if they don't have perfect boobs or a perfect kitchen renovation or <laughs> to, to love the imperfections, right? Can I draw and a line the, here quickly yeah. just so I don't lose it? I think we've, we've talked also about radical responsibility and this is radical self-love. And just as divine masculine and divine feminine are two sides of the same coin, 
so radical responsibility and radical self-love are too and they relate to one another radical responsibility is the divine masculine energy radical self-love is the divine feminine energy and in order for us to really make those empowered choices to return home to our true essence we need to integrate yeah that's the holy fuck those yeah is that the holy fuck (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah that was good and also so we need the the divine the conscious masculine which is the clarity because we can use the clarity like a sword to cut through all the bullshit that I've been telling myself, that I've been told from society. So this sort of clarity, just cutting through all the illusions, all the bullshit, so we can see clearly. Because if I'm only unconditioned love, and that, I mean, not only, but if I am unconditioned love, and I don't have sort of a direction to put it into then it's not its full potential. And if I only have clarity, but I don't come with compassion or unconditional love, then I can, you know, keep on moving all <laughs> as far as, you know, till the, till the end of the world or whatever, the end of the road, I can keep on moving if I have the clarity, okay, this is my way. The, so we need them both. Yeah. And that is the holy fuck. And yeah. the sacredness in our worlds has also been suppressed and distorted consciously by the few over the many because the sacredness, if we were truly to remember who we are, that we are the sacred pixels from divine source, then we wouldn't need all those kitchen renovations. We wouldn't yeah. need new cell phones, new cars. We wouldn't need higher states of education because as much as I want to expand I also have to move within as much as I want to rise I need to descend because energy works that way I I cannot only ascend the movement the energy if it's not grounded if it's not moving on, on the conscious conscious side of the the other polarity then it's only like mental or you know some kind of illusion spirituality so we need so the more i want to expand the more i want to bring out to the world the more i need for this radical self-care and love and loving myself regarding how i look like you know how i feel like because we have good and bad days and to all this judgment and comparison judgment and comparison and this competitive behaviors and patterns we see in western world are very unconscious and low in, in frequency yeah. and very much of the uh, unconscious masculine. Yeah. So, and it's like, as you were saying, if, if I'm a, a skyline, how can I be tall and strong if my foundation is weak? And this is what we see. This is what we see in the society today. And we are not even aware of it. We're yeah. not even conscious. There is a tower in Pisa. It is called the Tiltering Tower of Pisa. And you can see that the tower is disaligned. It's not centered because the foundation was weak. So the metaphor is that each and one of us, we are the Tiltering Tower of Pisa. Until we do the inner work, descend, dig deep in our inner shit, use the fertilizer to grow and to become the new plant. And again, not just within, as you say, the the mental going within to to find the fertilizer for growth, but but acknowledging again, and this is partially again the the separation, the disconnection, masculine and feminine, right? It's the head from the body. This this concept that they're even separate to begin with. When I speak of mind, body, spirit, I do it in one word intentionally with you know just little dashes between because they're inextricably intertwined exactly. all inform each other and we've separated them into categories because that's what humans do to better understand and we, we love labels but but in reality um you know they're they're all iterations of each other and they're all overlapping and so we do need that integrated embodied work as well and and i know you're a yoga therapist 
um, I do trauma-informed yoga and, and myofascial release. And, and that was kind of my, my main gateway, my, my initial gateway into uh, coming back on the spiritual path because I, I had, had been really mad at God and disconnected from spirit and source for, for quite a long time as a young woman. But it's, it's so beautiful the way earlier you were speaking to the unwinding of the, the intuitive inner knowledge that you have of how to come home to yourself. And there is actually a technique within my fascia release called unwinding. And it quite literally is giving the reins back to your body to your connective tissue, to your fascia, where your spirit lives physically within your form so that you can unwind, bring fluidity back to um, areas of restriction that have calcified so that uh, you can can remove those blocks within yourself and your body knows how to do that. We have this amazing power and technology within ourselves if we're given the manual and dedicate some time to working with ourselves it's really amazing what it is we can exactly i totally agree uh this book this the holy fuck holy fucking sacred water the sacred connections to everything in this book we write about our inner water the sacred water and you know Mm. we know that the water exists in our cells in our dna so these memories, these traumas that we all have been through in this lifetime and past lifetimes are still stored within your DNA, mm-hmm. in your cells, etc. So, but by our lifestyles in the Western world today and also partially, you know, globally, uh, we are polluting the waters. Not only are we polluting the mm-hmm. outer waters of Gaia, not only are we destroying oceans, you know, streams, lakes, etc., we are also polluting our cells, our inner water, due to our mindset, due to the stressful lives that we live, due to that we are disconnected, body, mind, spirit, feminine, masculine, etc., etc. And due to the yeah. chemicals and, and toxins that we ingest on the regular, also. Exactly, exactly. And we are not even aware. Yeah. So in ourselves, you know, there are memories from where we, from when we were gods and goddesses, when we were high priests and high priestesses, when we were sorcerers and sorceresses from source. Mm-hmm. So we all have these memories within our DNA, but we also have these 95% yeah. stored trauma, unreleased emotions, etc. And in in order to get access of these gems these sacredness the the good stuff you know like yeah like a treasure box we have to sort of polish the diamonds we have to 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 cleanse out all the inner pollutions so this is also what we write about and we we write about you know from the micro perspective on the cellular level all the way out to the macro perspective like you know universe and that water contains dormant light codes within us. So I totally agree. And I work a lot with hormone yoga, lust and sensuality, where we work with yoni for for us women. Uh, And yoni is, you know, where everything is stored. Yoni means the divine portal or the gateway to heaven. So in our yonis, we have, also all the memories of these things so there's so many different modalities and I do karma clearing I'm a reader of the Akashic record and you can go in either to align yourself through the Akashic record and do a karma clearing it's like like your computer have a lot of programs and viruses so you just do a reset so that's what a karma clearing does or you can move from the body perspective, from the body angle to clear out all the inner polluted water. So either way, with the intent in a high state of consciousness and from the heart, mm. there's nothing that we cannot heal. 
I love that. And it's so true. We have the power to heal ourselves and through healing ourselves, we heal the world. And there's such beautiful synchronicity on my mat this morning during my morning aligned time. The mantra that came through was I am a goddess of creation. And and it and it brought to mind your story um, of and, and a reminding a reminder that we, you know, thousands of years ago, we were in that that higher level of consciousness collectively. And we were the high priest, we were the high priestesses. Um, I didn't realize this until much later, but as a little girl, one of my favorite games of pretend to play, um, now looking back, I can see I was actually enacting rituals as a high priestess that I would have had no real concept as a kid, (laughs) like what that was. But I can look back on that and have had other since then flashes of memory from from past lives that have confirmed I was right we were um and and it's just it's so beautiful that circle and being able to to acknowledge that and root back into that truth um and know there's still more layers to go um as always you know it's the healing journey isn't linear and there's consistent recalibration and a continual invitation to inquiry and really a commitment for me to being the curious observer of my own experience is um is so central to that but thank you so much for this reminder i can't wait to read um the the sacred waters book i think for me that's the one that's really speaking to me the most um and and you've you have written so many books it's just so inspiring to see can you uh, share with us where folks can connect with you, um, you know, anything that you're offering right now. I know you said you do karmic clearings and just how do we, how do we connect with more Yolrika if, if that's <laughs> resonating with us? Thank you so much. So uh, my website is www.ulliscarlson.com and I think uh, you're going to write it down so people can see how it's spelled so it's ulliskalsson.com and i am on facebook uh, it's i'm ulrika ulliskalsson however i'm on shadow band i have been censored for the last three years mm. i can't even get into my linkedin account so um, oh, no yeah that is interesting when we're talking about you know consciousness and freedom of speech and so on and I can't even enter my own LinkedIn account <laughs> and just just also this is just um, how do you say uh, a, a side thing but the word government translates mm. govern we know is govern as a rule or control and meant is mind so the true translation of government is mind control and just reflect <laughs> upon that for a second <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I've never heard that before. I no, did not know true. that. I, no, I love that. Totally. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. pointing that out. So, and uh, so my books are on Amazon. However, <laughs> they are hidden and Amazon keeps all the money. So, if you would like the books, I'd be happy to send them to you. That way, I get to keep some of the money at least and not Amazon keeping it all. and so we will link um in the episode notes for today all of the information on how to do that um thank you and and i also right now offer karma clearings and karma clearings are what i have experienced like a game changing that is the fastest way that i have come in my own exploration because we want to have quick fix we want things to go quick but uh They don't usually because as our bodies are more dense than our souls, you know, souls are free spirit, free energy. So the density that we are having in our bodies and store in our bodies. So it makes some time for the bodies to adapt and change. Uh, So, but I do karma clearings and readings in the Akashic records for you who resonate with, with that to, to really also be aligned with who you are on the soul level and be the best version of yourself every day yeah i love that thank you so much Ulrika. this has been such a joy to connect with you and just so appreciate you offering your mulched wisdom to 
the Sensitive Collective community and podcast. Um, and I would love to just close out as I usually do with a reminder for myself, for you, for our listeners, that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you. Thank you so much. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And if there's just one sentence or one meaning that I say that resonates with you, it means that the circle that I've started, then I have paid back my karma and the circle is closed. Mm. Thank you for listening. And thank you for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute joy.